Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. 15 minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will empty Welcome to the podcast. Edwin, what text are we reading today? My Bible's open to Acts chapter 7 for this week. Today we're going to start in verse 30, read through verse 34. I am reading from the English Standard Version. Now, when 40 years had passed, an angel appeared to him in the wilderness of Mount Sinai in a flame of fire in a bush. When Moses saw it, he was amazed at the sight. And as he drew near to look, there came the voice of the Lord, I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob. And Moses trembled and did not dare to look. Then the Lord said to him, Take off the sandals from your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt, and have heard their groaning, and I have come down to deliver them, and now come, I will send you to Egypt. It was a tough choice today where we were going to read. We don't have time in this short podcast we do to read this entire sermon. That's really what we needed to read, but let's back up. Yeah, I I was just going to say for people that might be driving right now or something, (laughs) this chapter of Acts is 60 verses long. Yeah. And, you know, we try to keep this under 15 minutes. (laughs) So let's back up before we just jump right in here in the middle with these verses. I know, Andrew, you're very, it's very important to you for us to make sure for first time listeners that they know exactly what's going on. And this is, this is one of those unfortunate chapter breaks. Something happened at the end of chapter six that leads into this. Can, do you mind getting us prepared for that? Yeah. So as chapter six is concluding, we're seeing the emphasis upon one of the gospel preachers. Stephen is his name. He has been uh, preaching, uh, particularly in a synagogue, and evidently he has been preaching Jesus Christ and the new church and, and fulfillment about all these things, but he is encountering pushback. He is encountering persecution from some Jews. They've even uh, taken him before the Sanhedrin Council, this same ruling body uh, that not too long ago Jesus Christ himself had stood before in trial, and uh, and they had determined that they were going to put Jesus to death for blasphemy, that he would dare uh, to admit to being the Son of God. And so now they're they're coming at Stephen, and a couple of the accusations they make. In fact, one in particular that I want to home in on, the accusation that he was speaking against Moses. And then uh, they kind of repeat that as they talk about him speaking against the customs of Moses. And Stephen takes a very interesting tact in his defense. He doesn't just come out and say, hey guys, I'm not speaking against Moses. He doesn't say, no, you got it all wrong. I'm not saying anything against the customs of Moses. What he does is he starts to tell a series of stories. And on one level, just right at the top, this is a wonderful history of Israel and what God had done with the people of Israel and through the people of Israel. And and he, and he walks through a great deal of that history from the calling of Abraham to the building of the temple under Solomon. And, and he starts to talk about how the, the Israelites had always rejected God every step of the way, and then they execute Stephen. But in the midst of this, he's telling all these stories. Well, talk about know your audience. Here is a preacher that is speaking to the rulers of the Jews. And, you know, this teaching should be some common ground in rehearsing facts everybody can agree to. Interestingly, I do want to throw this out as he rehearses this. It is 
it is apparent that he is relying on a historical approach that relied on the book of Nehemiah. There's a couple of things here that he says about Abraham that, that aren't actually said in Genesis, but when Nehemiah recounts the history of Israel, he mentions these things about uh, Abraham. And so he, it is a common history. It's a history that the people had known, that had been presented to them, that had been recorded for them in their scripture yeah. and presented to them. And so he starts telling them about a series of men. And I want us to see this because it's, I think it's really important. The accusation is you're speaking against Moses. And Stephen's defense is, hey, Moses wasn't the only man God ever used. In fact, it began with Abraham. Mm-hmm. When we all believe in Abraham, the patriarch, mm-hmm. he was holy. He was a man of God. Then there was Joseph. God used Joseph. Of course, we know what Joseph's brothers did. They sold him into slavery, but God still used him. Of course, there's a huge section in this sermon about God using Moses. Right. But then he also mentions Joshua there toward the end as he talks about how Joshua brought the people into the promised land. He mentions David. He mentions Solomon. These are all men used by God. Stephen's point is not just, hey, hey, I never spoke against Moses. It's rather... You Jews don't understand the point. Yes, Moses was important, but why was Moses important? Was Moses important because somehow Moses was just amazing? Was Moses important because Moses was the holiest of men? No, Moses was important because of the God who used Moses, because of the God whose instrument Moses was. And God has used all kinds of people throughout the history of man and throughout Israel's history. So there were leaders that God raised up and was wanting the people to follow these leaders. Uh, I, I guess with Abraham being the first patriarch, here's one raised up that this nation is going to come from. Um, and then through the work of Joseph, uh, saving that nation, their posterity and all of that. Absolutely. But, but, but then from there, then from there, we're talking about this people of Israel and, uh, and their recurring attitude to various leaders that God raised up. And the recurring attitude to the various leaders was not very good. Not very good at all. But the point th- that we need to see here is what am I going to focus on? Am I going to focus on the people God uses? Or am I going to focus on the God who uses the people? Mm. And this is Stephen's underlying subtle point. Moses was important, mm-hmm. but not because Moses was important. Mm-hmm. Moses was important because of his God. And when when I recognize that, when that same God raises up another redeemer and ruler, which I find that interesting. That's what he says about Moses, that, that this one that the people had rejected, God chose him and sent him as the redeemer and ruler. He's really making a terrific point there as he's pointing toward Jesus, who is the redeemer and ruler, this one whom the people rejected, Mm -hmm. this one who performed wonders and signs demonstrating that God was using him. He said, this is the one. This is the one we need to be listening to. And it really shouldn't shock us. It shouldn't shock us. This is the way God has always worked. God has always chosen the one that the people rejected. God has always demonstrated himself with them through these signs and wonders. And he has made this one redeemer and ruler. And when my focus is on God, then whoever he decides to use 
I'm going to follow. I'll tell you what is sobering about this and um, a little frightening as well is that while God has raised up these great leaders for the people, the fact that the people did reject them, why is it in their own day they fail to see this really is God's man and we need to do this God's way? Why is there, you know, this recurring, um, I don't know if it's a weakness in faith or just a rebellious attitude? When Stephen's able to preach to this people, in hindsight's twenty twenty, we can go back to these scriptures, we can go back to these stories, and we can say, yeah, boy, that, that's right, boy, Abraham, he's the father, and, and, and Moses was the leader, um, David, you know, all that, all that. But in that time, in that era, we're just finishing up. I'm, I'm, I'm teaching a, a high school Bible class right now. We're going through the Pentateuch, and when you're studying Exodus and when you're studying Numbers, it's multiple times that the Israelites are ready to uh, stone Moses. That they, they want to rise up and they want to say, you know what? What makes you so special? Somebody else could be the leader. You know, Aaron's your brother. Uh, Korah, he's in the family. Um, dropping some Old Testament names there. <laughs> But, but, but the, the point is that in the moment, in the moment, there was always something that seemed to cloud or skew the people's understanding. I should be following God's leader. Um, and here we are with Stephen <laughs> preaching with Jesus and Christ. Stephen. Yeah. Stephen's following in Jesus' footsteps. Yeah. Kind of like we pointed out last week as we were preparing for this, when you follow in Jesus' footsteps... You follow in Jesus' footsteps. You get the good, the bad. That's happening with Stephen. That is an interesting question you've brought up. And, of course, it makes me think about me. Yeah. It, it, and I, I think that's where we need to be with this. So I appreciate you bringing that up because it's it's one thing to sit back and say about them, why, why did you keep making this mistake? When what this is supposed to be doing is causing me to do a little self-evaluation. Well, absolutely. It, it, it's easy in hindsight to look at all of them. What about me? Am I following what God has really said. Am I following God's man? And this is the interesting thing with Jesus is that here we've got this melding that Jesus is not merely the man God chose to use. And well, he's the last man God chose to use. He is actually God coming into flesh. He is God and man at the same time. So when we're trusting Jesus, we are not trusting the man whom God chose to use, we are actually trusting God because that's what he was always driving toward with Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, Joshua, David, Solomon, all of that. He was driving towards this one instrument, Jesus, who actually was the fullness of deity come in human form. And I need to put my trust there. I see another difference just as you're talking about this, and that is with all of these great leaders of faith mentioned in the chapter, they're all people with feet of clay, aren't they? Mm. In fact, he even, Stephen, even spends some time here in this sermon uh, in Acts 7 talking about Moses and how Moses murdered a man, mm. right? And so there, there were weaknesses there. They were fallible. Jesus has no weakness. Jesus is infallible. Uh, not only is there this recurring hardness of heart to reject the man that God has chosen, um, but but it's it's a, an even greater tragedy and error to take now this perfect one, this perfect man, God, the ultimate Jesus. fulfillment. Yeah, the ultimate fulfillment, and and you're going to reject him. Yeah, and then they reject. And Stephen. then they reject Stephen. What what a sad sad picture. 
Thanks a lot for talking about the text with us today. We're so glad that you could join in on this discussion. Acts 7 is a rich, rich chapter. We're not even going to get close to scratching the surface all five days this week, but we want you to come back tomorrow as we talk a little bit more about this. Shoot us a, an email, uh, text talk at christiansmeethere.org. I'll, I'll get that email out here in a minute. <laughs> One <laughs> word, right? It all goes it together. It all goes together, yeah. Text talk. I'm trying to remember which of the many email addresses. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. We'd love to hear your questions about Acts. We'd love to hear what you're learning. Uh, just like to get your feedback on, on what you think about the podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, love to see you this Sunday. You can find out more about us in the show notes. Uh, let's go ahead and wrap up with a prayer. Yeah, let's bow and pray. Our great God and Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to open up Acts chapter 7, to talk about it, to, to consider, Father, the, the different leaders that you have uh, brought to the forefront to lead your people. Um, but God, in, in, in on their best days, they could only be pointing people to Jesus Christ. And on our best day, uh, we want to point people to Jesus Christ. Help us, Father, to see the fulfillment of all things in Jesus and to walk in a life worthy of that this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day. Well.